of the Mind Body Musings podcast, 2020 edition. Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. So they say, I am feeling really good. I'm feeling really clean, probably because I just showered and did my makeup for the first time in what feels like three weeks. Um, Not the shower part, the makeup part. But I'm feeling an air of fresh startness. Um, this episode is releasing mid-January. Today is the first week of January still, so not too much of a gap between recording this and when it's going live, but I certainly am still feeling this very excited energy of fresh starts and beginnings and clarity around my year, or maybe even lack of clarity around my year, because my word of the year is imagination. Uh, the big sister of creativity. It's the deeper layer. It's the unknown. It's the yet to be born. It's the it's the unborn. It's the never thought of before. It's the land of mystery and magic and make believe. The desert within our minds. The place where we enter and have nothing to work with and create something out of that. And that's that was my. That was my homeostasis as a child until a string of events turned that off. And now I'm spending my adulthood, this 28th year around the sun, coming back to that place and making investments in my creativity and um, hiring coaches to help me go into that space again, which is a really cool thing to do because I've hired coaches before many, many, many coaches to help me with my business, which I knew I'd be making money back from it. But this is investing money, a good size, a good amount of money into something that I have no guarantees around. It's not even for money at all. And with that comes a a really cool acknowledgement that I, I so believe that the universe provides that I know I'll be spending this money into my creativity, something that's not directly related to making me money back. And I'm going to be so provided because that's what money is. It's a currency. It is a current. When you spend it, you open up a door for it to come back. It doesn't mean you just spend it and automatically that comes back. You also have to have the right beliefs with it, knowing that you can trust the universe. You also have to have the right actions with it. I'm not spending this money and then crawling into bed and not doing anything with it. I'm spending this money and then doing the work. I'm following up with doing the work and making something out of it. And maybe it brings funds back from my creativity or maybe the funds come to me in some other way through my coaching my programs my retreats I mean I don't know but I know that the universe loves to support those doing good in the world and those who know and acknowledge the universe is there having their back and I also say all of this knowing full well I've had a very privileged life and there are some people in captivity in cities that are um really repressed for their race their culture and 
don't, they can't just say, hey, I'm going to spend money and then all of a sudden abundance is going to come back to me. I know there are families like that. I know there are people like that really struggling. And I don't say any of this to act like it's every single human being on planet Earth. I do believe that we are always one decision away from a completely different life, no matter where you are in your life, especially those who are listening to this podcast most likely. And what is the harm in at least believing that? Even if you are facing adversity or immense heartbreak or less than ideal situations, um, The Soul of Money, which is a wonderful book, really talks about how wealth and happiness doesn't come from more but what we have already. So sit and marinate in that belief. Believe that the universe does have your back and it is trying to support you. And that it's trying to bring, just trying to bring endless amounts of abundance. Like it wants to bring you all the money in the world. It wants to love you up. It wants to bring you all the right clients. It wants to bring you the perfect branding if you're starting this coaching venture. It wants to bring you the right friendships, the best friendships. It wants to bring you all this. What is the harm of believing that? Go ahead and just believe it. Um, What did my dad used to always say when he would make fun of me and my personal development world he'd say something like if you can believe it you can achieve it and he would do it in this dad voice anyways I'm getting off track track now (sighs) this is a time to just take the leap not just leaps in your actions but just in your your belief leaps I like that your belief leaps because a lot of people hold on to stories stories that make them feel safe Sorry, apologies, that is Ollie in the background. Hold on to stories that make them feel safe. And it's really just their inner critic that's saying, please stay small because we are too afraid to believe that we could actually be happy. Because what if we are happy and then it's taken from us, right? And it might be taken from you. I mean, taken from you with quotation marks, right? Something might happen that makes you sad. Does not mean that happiness is now taken from you or you will never be happy again. It just means that then you are a spirit having the human experience of sadness. And guess what? As long as you allow that emotion revolving door to continue, you're going to feel happy again. You, You will. Happiness is based off of circumstances externally. So guaranteed, you will be happy again, even if you have like a piece of chocolate two hours later. You will most likely be feeling the emotion of happiness again fairly quickly. Joy is something you can experience at any time, even through the heartbreak. Joy is something you can feel when you are immensely hurting. It is the lens that you see the world through. And I've been going through my own uh, really eye-opening transformative I guess you could say it doesn't feel so much transformative as it is uh, eye-opening heartbreaking heart healing um, shape-shifting mind-blowing experience that uh, is to myself right now it's a sacred experience it's a sacred process and will be uh, at some point shared on the podcast I'm sure what I've been experiencing in my own life but not right now you know right now is just this period of feeling all these feelings and knowing that there is going to come a time in my life where I'm not feeling all these feelings I'm not feeling sadness I'm not feeling the heartbreak I'm just pure feeling good and then you know what will come again the sadness the fear it's it's a moment to moment thing in so many different dimensions. It's like our entire life is a disco ball. You know, disco balls have these little flat surfaces all around it. Your life is like that. 
you're experiencing something in your career life, something in your love life, something in your relationship with your dog, something with your relationship with your neighborhood, something with your relationship with your parents, with food, with body, like all the little flat surfaces of a disco ball are where all your emotions are existing at any given time. It just depends on how, how bright are the lights. Can you see everything shining or is the light on and so you really can't see everything coming off of this disco ball or the lights off and you see everything coming off the disco ball because it's dim and there's other lights shining on it and it's creating this sparkly array of emotions like are you here for it or are you trying to turn it off I hope you're here for it because that's really what life is all about it's being here for it because one day we won't be here for it and then when we're spirits floating in the ether in the afterlife we'll be like damn it it went by so fast. What was the point? What was so? What was the big fucking deal? We're just feeling it. All right. That's all I'm going to share about that. That's the intro portion of this episode. And now we're going to move into the meat portion of this episode. Ah, my intention is for this episode to be fairly short and sweet. You know me. A lot of times when I get on here by myself, it's like an hour And every time I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do a solo episode? Six years later, still undoing hour-long episodes. Uh, It just seems to flow out of of me whenever I have something on my mind, which I do right now. Um, Today's topic is about not withholding. Not withholding. What does withholding mean? So withholding is when you're feeling an internal experience and you're not sharing it verbally or expressively, Uh, you're not emoting it. Instead, it's it's repressing it, really. I'm going to give some examples to bring this to light. I'm going to get, I'm going to go right into it, actually. I'm going to share my example of what's going on with me right now, very currently, like in this moment, last night having a conversation about it, this morning waking up saying, all right, let's capture this moment. Let's talk about it. So I have a beautiful, blissful lover who has children. And he once told me at the beginning of our relationship that his previous partner would often put him in a position where he felt guilty for not choosing her when he was with his kids. And having two kids means that you have a lot of requirements, a lot of responsibilities. You have to be there. And she was not encouraging it or she was feeling wounded by it, you know, because it's always about inner wounds. Uh, No one's right and wrong in these instances, but she had some inner wounds about not being chosen. And so she would say things or put him in a position where he felt he needed to choose. And that was really stressful for him. He had, he started to have his own nervous system response whenever his kids needed something and he was with her and he'd feel guilty for either picking up the phone or not picking up the phone and yada, yada, yada. So I meet him and he tells me this and I immediately have it in my mind. Okay, all right. I'm going to be the girl that never complains about that. I'm going to be the girl who is totally easy breezy. Like I'm going to make sure he knows he can answer the phone anytime we're together. He can respond to them anytime they need anything at all, blah, blah, blah. So what happens is we are on the phone quite often and his kids need something quite often. And so 
maybe we're talking about something and he, he tells me, hold on real quick, Madeline. Yes, what is it? And then he talks to his kids and then he comes back on the phone. All right, what were we talking about? Or, okay, sorry about that. And I consistently rolled that off my shoulder externally and internally died a little bit inside. I died a little bit. It, it in my nervous system, felt like losing trust in him. Because every time I'm with him, for the most part, my goal is to go into my carefree feminine. And going into my carefree feminine, yes, I have my own masculine holding me. And I'm giving him, because he has proven it to be a good idea, I'm giving him control and leadership as well. So when I go into these phone calls, I have this energy of I can let go. I'm going to be held for the next 30 minutes. You know, we we don't live in the same city. So those 30 minutes are pretty important. And then when I feel dropped in those moments because he has to answer to somebody else, I get upset on the inside, but externally I wave it off and act like it's not a big deal. And there's a really great question here that I have asked my own teachers many times before and that is what is the difference between me just showing up as unconditional love for him in those moments and genuinely doing something that is good for the relationship and withholding and not sharing my truth like if we are all trying to be more love wouldn't the responsible good righteous thing to do be to say it's okay baby you gotta answer when they need you, I understand. Don't worry about it. Like, what is the line between me doing something very good and actually hurting the relationship, hurting myself and not holding a boundary for me? It's very fine. So what I've come to learn with my teachers, there's a few things here and I'm just going to begin to share those with you. And this is a very big message here. So this might be a podcast you want to come back to. But The truth is that we may think withholding our pain around something is what is best for the relationship, but it's actually not because I do lead into trusting him less. I start to trust him less. It leads to further resentment later down the line. And there is a way to share your heart that is not vomiting at someone or into someone and blaming and shaming, but rather revealing the truth of your heart, which for me in that instance is, ouch, ouch, I was just sharing something so tender. Ouch, I really desire for you to set aside this, these 30 minutes for us and take care of what needs to be taken care of beforehand. Not passive aggressive, like you always do this, which is very much first stage. If you're new to hearing that, go listen to the episode called The Three Stages of Communication that I did recently. That's first stage. That is shaming, blaming, passive aggressive, not the truth of my heart. The truth of my heart is, ouch. And that's truly where the most love is. Not shaming, not blaming, not passive aggressiveness or aggressiveness, but revealing. And my revealing is truthfully a gift to him. Your revealing of what makes you feel like ouch on the inside 
is a gift to him. Because if you feel hurt by something he's doing unconsciously, this is so important. Whatever you're doing, listen to this. If you feel hurt by something he's doing unconsciously, because he doesn't know it's painful. He doesn't know he's doing something that hurts you. If you refuse to tell him or reveal to him and you let him to you let him continuously do that unconsciously, you will continue to be hurt, yes, but also the world is hurt by that unconscious behavior he has. So by sharing what makes you go like ouch is a gift to your partner or the masculine figures in your life because they are doing that in the world. They are walking around the world doing the same thing. So in my instance, there's other people in his life that are probably being interrupted when he's having a conversation with them. And maybe you notice that your lover checks out every time you go out to dinner and looks at his phone and it makes you feel like, ouch, on the inside. And maybe whenever you're having sex with your lover, he just quickly closes his eyes and rolls over afterward, leaving you feel dropped. Ouch. Maybe even your mother, it doesn't have to be men, maybe your mother comments on your clothing size, sizes when you go shopping, like wow, or something like that. Ouch. She's probably doing that to others. Ouch. We train people how to treat us. It's not my favorite phrase, but it's true. We train people what is okay and what is not. Every time I do not acknowledge something that makes me go like, ouch, I'm teaching that it's okay. That's not where the most love is. The most love is offering your oracle. Because when you feel something, you, my dear, you, you are an oracle. You sense something. You can see something, feel something. Your intuition is very strong. Your oracle is saying something is not in integrity here. Ouch, your feelings, because you are so sensitive, my love. Whether or not you identify with being someone who feels massive feelings or you don't, you're an, uh, an, you're an empath or you're not, you most likely feel things because you're more sensitive than our masculine counterparts if you're a woman listening to this. So your sensitivity, those moments you want to close, are actually teaching you where the world is unconscious. Few things here. Yes, you do it too. Yes, I do it too. I have behaviors that are, I mean, my lover, I'm actually like blown away by how open he is and how he con- consistently opens in moments I close and he holds that. Like th- that, that phone dropping thing made me an angry woman, <laughs> made me very angry because I had repressed it for so long. And instead of him immediately just shutting down, closing off and turning away, he, because I was saying, hey, how dare you in, in a certain way, not like that, but I was at first saying like, ah, this is not feeling good, you know, and he remained open. And eventually within that hour conversation we had, I dropped in, I I realized what it was. And then I calmly expressed to him, I want to offer you this piece of feedback as, as a gift, you know, not just for me, but because the rest of the world probably feels it. I want to trust you to hold the container of our phone calls. I want to trust you because the level of trust I have in you is the level I get to drop in in our 30-minute talks. If I don't know if you're going to close that container and let it be tight for us, I will not feel 
in my feminine, free, open, explorative in conversation because I'll never know when I'm going to be cut off and abruptly like taken out of that land. And I'm looking to you to do that. And that's, that's a desire I have for you in this world is to set these tighter containers, AKA setting some more boundaries. Yeah. So going back to what I was just about to say, we do this too. I'm not perfect. There are things that I do that very much probably lead to others feeling dropped. Maybe my girlfriend's feeling dropped or him feeling dropped and their Oracle hopefully will lovingly bring me into a higher state of realizing these things. I've had plenty of people in my life lovingly and not so lovingly tell me what they would want more of from me. I've had some people do it harshly, which actually closed me further. And I have had some people that have really, truly held me in my own flaws, loved me through it and offered their feedback as a gift. And that's how I see it. I see it as a gift. I'm like, wow, that person was so courageous to bring this up to me and to show me where I could do better and be better. And that's how we give feedback and why we give feedback. It's not just so that we are truthful and honest and speaking our truth, but also we're offering this as a gift. Because I knew that whether or not I'm his forever woman, he's my forever man, this is something that is going to serve him as a man everywhere in life. Your oracle is a gift, so stop withholding. Like I said earlier, it does not mean that you vomit into someone. That will close them. Their throats will tighten. Their heart will close. They will want to turn away. So expressing your heart doesn't mean it's a bunch of words. Your second stage is great here, so you may want to have a very open heart-to-heart conversation, but it can also be pretty simple. Ouch is a great place to start. This is what this made me feel like. For anyone that's new to communicating in healthy ways, which is a lot of the world, highly recommend you get the book Nonviolent Communication. Very, very helpful. But you don't always, you know, you won't always be able to spot it in the moment. And that's why I spent the last two years doing this work. It's only now, it's truly only now that I'm able to say, wow, I'm going to offer this feedback as a gift. My heart hurts. And at the same time, I know that I am pure love and he is pure love. I know we are all doing our best. I'm severely triggered. I am very upset. I am crying. I want to scream into my pillow. And I also know I want more love. I just want more love. It's my inner child. You know, it's like all these things are going off at the same time. I'm seeing everything. Brings me a lot more compassion to myself and also him. And also I will add that he's a good man. He's a very good man and he wants to do better. And that is a huge portion of why I feel so good bringing this to him. I'm not going to say that every person is at this place. You might not be. They might not be. That's why we all want to be doing this work together. And try doing this, bringing your heart, bringing your truth, not withholding and not saying, you know, fuck you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the deepest part of your heart. That's the inner child that's hurting. The part of you that says, ouch, I just lost a little trust whenever we just had sex and you rolled over and dropped me like that. You just left me emotionally. Ouch. I would have loved if you just held me, had eye contact. So try this and then see what happens. 
if you do this and you are opening your heart, truly opening your heart, I think most of us know when we're opening our heart, we're really asking for more love. And you're not punishing them by withholding your love or being passive aggressive or aggressive or you don't think that you're leading into closure in your own heart and closing their heart and you still feel dropped, that's when it might be time to look at this relationship. And I, I really want to highlight this part that I'm, I'm at the place now where in my life I really truly demand conscious people. It doesn't mean perfect people, conscious people. And the way my love responded is my standard now if someone dismisses me and says you're crazy or I didn't do that or says fuck you back to me I'm just not here for that anymore and he responded with love and heard me out and asked what else you know I mean he's a he's an amazing man for doing all that and not everyone will do that it, it doesn't mean that they need to do it to that extent of saying what else baby steps baby steps. And it doesn't mean that I'm always going to receive that response from him or I'm always going to say it with love. We are not perfect. But there is a general air of people who want to be better that for the most part, they know how to breathe when something like this is going on that could be potentially very triggering. They can breathe. They can listen. They can hold space. They can take their time. They can try to make you feel safer as you try to make you feel safer. A big part of why this is why this worked out this way is because I also was holding my own. I was I was admitting my fault. I said first thing on this phone call, a lot of this is my fault because or my responsibility because I have not been telling you that this hurt my heart. So I take responsibility for that. This hurt my heart. Here's why. Here's what I desire. So I also took responsibility and I think that was that's a very smart move for any time that you are retraining someone, so to say, is if you're reaching that boiling point of something hurting big time, take responsibility for not having revealed that pain before and then make it your job moving forward on a moment to moment basis to reveal how something makes you feel. John Wineland does this thing often at his events where uh, a feminine partner and a masculine partner will pair up and for about an hour, the practice is she just reveals on a moment to moment basis how he makes her feel in her body by what he's doing. So he may start to breathe deeper. And if she likes that, her job is to reveal that. She might reveal that through a giggle, through a smile, through a heart opening, by sitting up taller, by laughing, by making a kissy face or becoming a seductress, like if she really likes it, starting to purse her lips, like whatever. She's just supposed to reveal how that makes her feel. And then let's say he um, quickly, like, I don't know, flinches. And it made her trust him less because he just flinched and looked away. Or maybe he looked at the woman next to her. Then her job is to reveal how that made her feel by hissing, by stomping her feet, by crying, by rolling her eyes, crossing her arms, becoming bratty, um, yelling, heart-connected, um, saying how that made you feel, like just mostly revealing though is how did that make you feel? And that's like an hour practice because the truth is we feel different feelings on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Like right now, I feel different than I did when I just said moment to moment basis. That's how quickly we change. 
now I feel different than how I felt when I said quickly we change. You know, it's just constantly shifting. And we don't know that because we are taught to be in a world where we are the same every day. Forget moon cycles. Forget introverted days. Forget rainy days. We always need to go to work and do everything the same way. Like we're not robots. We have moon cycles, we have hormones, we have ups and downs, we have heartache, heartbreak, falling in love, we have headaches, we have body aches, we have chronic pain, we have family abuse, we have trauma, we have everything going on all at the same time. And the world we are experiencing both internally and externally are contributing to that. So it's not their fault. It's our own human experience. So we need to take responsibility first and foremost for where we can do better and then offer our heart and our intuition through love on how the rest of the world can be better. That's one of your biggest gifts as a feminine being is being able to feel all of that. And for you masculines who are listening to this, just take note of, of what I'm saying here on how we truly do feel your heart on such a deep level. We feel more trust in you when you are honest with us, when you are looking into us, breathing us, when you are a solid rock for us because we are a raging river. When you are a riverbed, we feel safer with you. And maybe that's not how you want to show up in the world and that's fine as well. If you're listening to this podcast though, I kind of assume you do want to do that. So the best thing you can begin to do, masculine beings, is knowing one, first and foremost, she is a raging river. And sometimes she is going to be a chaotic thunderstorm in a jungle and the ocean waves. She's going to become nature. The best thing you can do is hold that for her by breathing her and loving her in all of that and lovingly guiding her to her deeper truth. If she is saying things that aren't coming from her deepest truth, how can you guide her into that? saying, I hear you, baby. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And what is the feeling underneath those words? What, what is the feeling underneath the anxiety? What's the deeper thing? Where does the anxiety come from? Tell me. Question her. Take her deeper. You can do an incredible job at healing her wounds by you simply acknowledging what she's saying, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And then gaining the clarity you need, heart-connected, so that you can be better for her and help her trust you. Because a woman who can deeply trust is a woman who is in her feminine. And a woman who is in her feminine is a woman bringing joy and love light and pleasure to the entire world. It's not every man that wants to be a leader in this way. It's not every woman who wants to be a pleasure goddess in this way and trust and let go fully and completely and that's completely okay no path is better than another but no matter which path you take it is not a gift to withhold it is a gift to reveal so stop withholding start revealing let me know if you have any follow-up questions on this episode would love to go deeper it's a big topic if you want to take your own journey deeper whether you might be creating a coaching business or you are dealing with perfectionism, you just want to feel more fulfilled, joyful, more pleasure, more feminine, maybe more masculine, most likely, because we could all use a little more healthy masculine in our own bodies, spirits, minds. Apply to my one-on-one coaching. 
Go to mannymoon.com forward slash coaching to read testimonials, to see how long I work with people, to get a feel for what will be provided in our sessions. And I do everything across the board. I've worked with people who want to be digital nomads. I've worked with people who wanted to travel over to Spain. I worked with people who want to be mommies or want to coach mommies. I've worked with 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 55-year-olds, 60-year-olds, people who want to find new careers or build new careers, heal eating disorders and body image issues, just pretty much everything. But it's not a small investment. This is a big investment. It's something that is going to take you into a new level of you. And making an investment like coaching means making an investment time-wise, spiritually, emotionally, physically, every kind of way, which means massive transformation and growth will be occurring pretty much no matter what. Like you are going to become a new person. So if you are ready for that, go to maddiemoon.com forward slash coaching to get all the insight and information and apply there and I will get back to you. If you love this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe. That's the best, best way to make sure you never miss an episode. iTunes, go to Mind Body Musings. You can leave a rating and review. You can subscribe. You can send to a friend. And last but not least, I have four freebies on my website now. Four freebies. I have a audio you can listen to about practices, feminine embodiment practices. I teach you four easy practices you can do in under 10 minutes any day. I have a list of my top 100 favorite books, free, free list of 100 plus more than 100 favorite books. I have a PDF of my top feminine and masculine podcast. If you're like, where do I start? There's so many podcasts, Madeline. Just go download that list. I give you my top uh, solo episodes plus my top guest episodes thus far. And then lastly, I have a gift for all your masculine lovers, all your brothers, fathers, friends, anyone in your life that is a primarily masculine being. It is five ways that women lose credibility in the masculine. So if you want all of the men in your life to learn how to step up in the way that you, the feminine, the world is longing for them to step up, to be better, not because they're not enough. They are more than enough. They are amazing, but we need them. We truly, truly, truly need them because the higher they go, the higher we go, the higher we go, the higher they go. So let's all do this awesome work together. Uh, That PDF is also on my website. All of those can be found at maddiemoon.com forward slash free gift. That's it for today. Love you all. See you soon. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious.
this extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 